For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Patrick Allen and Matt Verderam. All right, welcome in. It's the Arrowhead Attic Podcast brought to you by KC Beer Company, uh, Kansas City Beer Company, Patrick Allen, Matt Verderam, Matt Connor, and Sterling Holmes, who is at his uh, his side gig at uh, ESPN in Kansas City. And he's got the, this was my suggestion, y'all. I said, put the KC Beer Co. on a post-it note and put it on your forehead. And he did it. Sterling, uh, getting any weird looks from anybody over there at ESPN Kansas City? Uh, all of them. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Dig it. laughs> um, welcome into our we're going to preview the AFC playoffs. So it's playoff week, everybody. We got a lot to get to. Obviously, the last time we were all together, the the Chiefs had won, but we didn't know who they were going to be playing, what the lay of the land was. So we're going to get to all that. Um, I am drinking a Casey Beer Co. Dunkel. You hear me mention this one on the ad. I don't know if you guys have had this one yet. Sterling, I know you're a big fan of the Baltic Porter, but God damn, is it good? A Munich-style brown lager? Cheers. It's incredible. It's good stuff, man. It's good stuff. Um, okay, let's. so let's, let's get into kind of the lay of the land, if you will. Um, so it's Chiefs versus Steelers. I'm sure all of you listening know this by now, but just in case you, you know, are living under a rock or something and missed what happened the rest of the weekend, it's Chiefs versus the Steelers, the Chiefs ended up with the with the two seed, um, which was kind of a bummer because the Houston Texans made a little bit of a game of it. Uh, let's kind of just start there. Were you guys nervous, Verderam? Were you like, oh, man, the Texans might actually pull this off? Or did you know the Texans were going to Texan? I mean, I thought they'd lose, but but I wasn't nervous. I was excited. I, I just couldn't believe it. I actually tweeted at one point during that that mini comeback. I was like, my God, this is going to be an all-time heater for the Chiefs. Like Jacksonville and Houston are going to win these games. You kidding? Like it almost felt like like Nirvana at that point. But yeah. look, in the end, they end up being a two seed. That's not a bad place to be, especially when going into the weekend, it was incredibly likely they were going to either play the Chargers or the Colts. And both those yeah. teams present different challenges. We had talked a lot about that. I thought the Chargers would be a really tough matchup. I thought the Colts would be a better one for the Chiefs. They end up getting the Steelers, 
who – it's the NFL, anything's possible, let's be real – are the best matchup anybody has in the playoffs. So for the Chiefs, not a bad draw at all. And in the meantime, you got New England going up to Buffalo. We're going to get into all this. You got the Raiders going to the Bengals. Like there, there are some very plausible scenarios where the Chiefs have a, a nice road if things break their way. Yeah, most certainly. Um, uh, and, and I guess that, that, that'll bring us to our first question. Are you happy with the Chiefs' first-round draw? Verm, you've already said absolutely. Matt Connor, how do you feel about the Steelers' matchup? I mean, yeah, how do you not love it? They were, you know, they just won by 26 less than a month ago. Uh, and we add Travis Kels at this point, right? So you got to feel good. We get Nick Bolton on the other side of the ball. There, you know, there's a little bit of things that, you know, the Steelers add. TJ Watt, I think, was hurt in that last game. So he's going to be more of a factor, I think, this time around. But yeah, how do you not love it? This feels like the weakest AFC playoff group total I've seen in years. Yeah, uh, I love it. I'm with you, TJ Watt. I mean, we'll get to the game preview later this week, but yeah, just can't let him wreck the game. He's the only one that could like cause some wonky things to happen. So the Chiefs, I'm sure, will have a plan for that. Sterling Holmes, they're calling it in the kingdom the Ben Roethlisberger retirement party. Uh, how, how, how do you how do you feel about that? Did you get Ben something to send him off? I think they're being nice. I, I was calling it the weekend at Bernie's version of Big Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, this dude <laughs> can't pass the ball past the line of scrimmage as long as you wrap up Deontay Johnson, you're golden. I love this matchup. This is awesome. Give him a big old L to hold as he leaves. It's also, to me, a little bit fitting because he's had so much success against Kansas City throughout his career. We all know about the field goal game. We all know about the Eric Fisher hold. So this would be outstanding. Let him go out with an L. You get that monkey off of your back. He's done. This is fantastic. I, I'm extremely excited about this matchup. Yeah, as you as you should be. Definitely uh, don't think the Chiefs could have gotten no, – no NFL game is easy, but – the easiest probably opponent that they could have gotten a team that they, they handled earlier this season. Not really that long ago, actually as well. All right. Again, this podcast is brought to you by Casey beer co the Kansas city beer company. It's the largest independent brewery in Kansas city with a focus on German style brewing. That's what they do. And damn it. Do they do it? Well, this Dunkel is absolutely incredible. Um, can't recommend it enough. And and you guys, you stepped up so huge for us this week. You let Casey Beer Co. know that you appreciated them sponsoring this podcast. Keep that going. Check out their beer. Let them know you're going to check out that their beer um, because uh, you know they're 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 feeling the Arrowhead addict love, and that's all because of you guys. And that's going to mean we're going to get to keep doing this podcast and keep bringing you great content. So um, yeah, we all we, we've all got our swag. So it's working out well for us too because I needed another beer hat. And now I've got, what do you guys think? Does this look good on me? Looking good? Oh, cool. Looking it's wonderful. Dashing. Huh? Beautiful, right? Beautiful. Um, <laughs> except for the face. The hat, it's a really nice hat. Well, it's because um, it hides your yeah. face. It does even better. Yeah, it does. It does cast a little bit of a shadow. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get in. So here's what we're going to do, everybody. It's playoff week for the Chiefs. So rather than, as you may have noticed, since we're, we're going live on a Tuesday, as, as instead of our regular schedule with an audio version with just Sterling and Matt Tuesday, we wanted to hit you live on YouTube. 
And we're going to do it like this. We're going to preview the AFC playoffs. Of course, we're looking at everything through the lens of the Kansas City Chiefs. We're going to talk about how things shook out. We're going to talk about the Chargers-Raiders game, all that stuff, get into our thoughts on that, and then sort of preview the playoffs at large. And then on Thursday, we'll be back same time, uh, 5 p.m. Arrowhead time on Thursday evening. We'll be back and we'll get into the nitty-gritty of the Chief Steelers again. So it's going to be a fun week. And then we'll have some surprises for you on Sunday as well, wall-to-wall coverage. Okay, let's talk Chiefs football and the playoffs. But I want to start with the Raiders-Chargers game. I don't think that this group, and we talked a lot about how we thought the Chargers were the, the biggest threat to the Chiefs. And they know the Chiefs well. They play the Chiefs tough. Justin Herbert's a great quarterback. They've got a lot of weapons over there. Unfortunately for the Chargers, they're not going to the playoffs. Uh, neither are the Indianapolis yeah. Colts because they lost to the Jaguars. But Verter, what did you make of that absolutely wild game? What boy, what a season finale for for the uh, for the NFL. That was not one of the better played games I've ever seen, but one of the wildest games I've ever seen. That was 29, 15, or excuse me, 28, 29, 14, I think it was. It's, yeah, it's a 15-point game. You're like, all right, the Raiders, hey, look at that. Like, they're going to win. They're going to beat them down. And then all of a sudden, the Raiders just went in the full-blown Raiders mode and give up a touchdown. Car fumbles. The Chargers should recover it. They don't. Then they punt away. Then the Chargers have like 19 fourth down conversions and score in the last play regulation. I got to say, though, you know, look, everybody's killing Staley about this This timeout he called in overtime. I don't understand why. I don't think that had anything to do with anything. Like he, they were going to run the ball there either way. I would argue, if you want to crush Brandon Staley, crush him for the fact that they couldn't stop the run all year long. And on third and four, they bring out their run-stuffing personnel package and give up 11 yards. That That's what I'd kill the fight. Everyone in the world knew the Raiders were going to run there, and yet they, they, they still get enough yards to kick a field goal. I would kill him more for the fourth and one inside his own 20-yard line. I don't care what the analytics say. That is nuts. In that spot, with everything that's gone yeah. on that game, you can't block at all. I, I disagree with it. But look, ultimately, I think if you're if you're a Chiefs fan, at least in my opinion, you are thrilled with the outcome of that game. Thrilled to death. Like the Raiders are in the playoffs, you've beaten 89 to 21 over two games this year. <laughs> you get the Steelers, who I don't know how many of you know or care. The Chiefs are a 13-point favorite this week. I went back and looked. This is the biggest spread in NFL history in the wild card round. The biggest by two full points. Wow. So by two by points. Two, nobody That's ever been more than an eleven point favorite in a wild card game. The Chiefs are a thirteen point favorite. And by the way, since the merger in nineteen seventy, there have been I tweeted about this earlier. There have been fifty eight games in the playoffs and, and across all rounds that a team has been favored by double digits. They are 48 and 10, the favorites are straight up. Against the spread, they're 34, 23, and 1. So history favors the Chiefs. And I got to tell you, the line would have been a lot smaller if they were playing the Chargers. So I, I think it worked out just fine for KC. And, and heading into the, the, the last day of the season, we, we were almost all convinced, look, it's, it's going to be the Chargers. And the big thing yep. about that was because. One, we thought that the Chargers would beat the Raiders, but we also didn't think that the Colts would lose to the Jaguars. That's how the Chiefs ended up playing um, the Steelers. It, it, it was total chaos. Um, Sterling, what were you thinking during that that Raiders-Chargers game? Were you one of the people that – were you hoping for the tie to happen? Like, I wasn't because I didn't want the Chargers in the playoffs at all. Like, just get them out now. 
Um, but what did you think? Dude, oh, hell yeah, I wanted to tie. I want absolute chaos. I get it. You want the Chargers out, but how funny would it be? Big Ben, all these Steelers fans think they're automatically in the playoffs. They tie. That would have been incredible. Would have been awesome. Uh, this is best Almost case happened. scenario for Kansas City. Yeah, this is best case scenario for Kansas City. I agree. Ripping on Staley. If you know me, I'm one of the most analytical, um, positive people there there are. That was stupid. Even the numbers say don't go for it. It was dumb. Yeah, the Cardinals went for it. Different scenario. They've already locked up a playoff spot. Completely different case. That was just a very poor decision by Brandon Staley. Uh, the the Raiders tried to give it away. They did because Justin Herbert became incredible down the stretch. He was phenomenal in the end game right there. But the Chargers, they can change quarterbacks. You can change head coaches. You can change cities. End of the day, Chargers are going to charge her. They found a way to blow it, and they did. It was the most Chargers game of all the Chargers games we've seen recently. Uh, Matt Connor, what were your thoughts on that wild last day of the season? You know what I loved? I loved the Colts getting their comeuppance after, like, you know, because they've been the source of Chiefs dread, like, a few times over the years. And to see them have, like, clinch and win, like, you know, win and in scenarios twice in a row. Uh, the, the Jags were so bad, they still won and still own the first pick in the draft, right? So they were, like, day class <laughs> A of the lowest tier. And then... You know, Carson Wentz just laid an egg. You know, that whole team has some serious questions to ask from top to bottom. Those trenches weren't getting anything done. So uh, there was a part of me that, like, it's been several years since the Colts embarrassed the Chiefs, but it was kind of nice to see Karma do a big loop and come back around. Uh, I took some joy from that one, that's for sure. Yeah, and it was, I mean, boy, not only did the Colts lose, the Jaguars kicked their asses. And and this is what Verderham was the point he was making when he said he wanted to play the the Colts if the if the Chiefs had to go up against somebody was because they were one dimensional and the Jaguars were like all right look we're not going to let Jonathan Taylor run wild on us go ahead beat us Carson Wentz and he and he and he couldn't do it um, if you could stop Jonathan Taylor that he he's the key that unlocks that that offense. Um, Nick so that Foles was pretty wasn't crazy. coming out anytime soon. That Carson Wentz no. looking over his shoulder. Hey, Nick, bail me out again, please. <laughs> right. And, and in fact, you know, uh, I believe uh, Eric Fisher got benched in that game. Our old friend Eric Fisher. Um, things were going so poorly. It wasn't so good poorly. at the end. And I'll tell you that, yeah. you know what? That game goes to show. You know, coaches, we all know anybody who's ever covered a press conference, whoever's watched a press conference. Got, coaches say whatever they have to say to cover for their guys, and they should. That's their job. You keep it in-house, all that, fine. But I'll tell you, um, you can't hide it on the field. When you got to win a game, coaches' true feelings, they come out in the way you play a football game. The Colts were down double digits in the third quarter at Jacksonville, and halfway through the third quarter, Carson Wentz had thrown 10 passes. That's all you need to know about what Frank Wright thinks of Carson Wentz, okay? And he's the reason they brought him there. First-round pick, third-round pick, all that stuff, worked with him in Philly, and yet 10 passes. And and we saw why, because the second he started throwing the ball, it was pick city, and that was the end of the game. Um, This is why if you have a quarterback in the NFL, and I'm I'm not breaking any news with this, you have such a massive advantage. You're always in the game. 
That's why, to me, the Chargers were the biggest threat to the Chiefs in the AFC. I firmly believe that. I still do. Herbert, you saw why in the fourth quarter and overtime of that game. The Chargers were a dumpster fire around him. Dropped a million passes, have a crappy defense. The line was getting blown off the ball. I wasn't too keen on the way they coached that game. And yet they almost won single-handedly because of Herbert at the end of that game. Right? And I, you have to stop that tidal wave. That's why I think really, and we'll get into it on Thursday, that's why I think the Chiefs are just such a, an overwhelming advantage in this game. Like Roethlisberger. Yeah. You know, I, I was actually on Saran Petro's show right before this when we were talking, and, and one of the things I, I mentioned was, you know, he asked me, do you think there's any chance he has some magic in him? I said, well, not unless he goes back five years. He has no arm. Like, if you're the Chiefs, yeah. you can play them so aggressively because you know the ball no more than maybe once or twice is going to be thrown over your head. Like, there's just – everything's short. Everything's quick. The, the biggest thing with the Chiefs in this game is just not letting guys run after the catch, really. You know, so, yeah. look, I thought I thought on Sunday you saw the difference with Indianapolis. They don't have a quarterback, and they couldn't do anything against Orsi in football. And the Chargers, who did everything possible to lose, they ended up losing, but almost won because their quarterback brought him back over and over and over and over. And if we can put a bow on the Chargers for this season – Here's some stats for you. Now they started four and one. Then to finish the year, they went five and seven. And in the last quarter of the season, they went one and four. So if you're a Chargers fan and you're mad because you didn't make the playoffs, don't blame Staley for calling a timeout. Don't blame the Raiders for not just kneeling at the 50 yard line. Blame your team to lose into the Chiefs, then the Texans, and then the Raiders. Yeah. That's why you're not in the playoffs. It's not because of a timeout or anything like that. And look, like they, they've got an incredible team, and you could see why you wouldn't want to see Justin Herbert in the playoffs. And that's why I think that dude's special. That drive, that last drive where he went down and tied the game to take them into overtime, it, it looked like they were done for about five or six different times on that drive. And the Raiders, give them credit, man. They were getting after him. He was getting pile-driven into the turf over and over and over again. They were hitting him. There were a lot of quarterbacks that, like, they just wouldn't have been – that would have been it. Like, they would they would have been so gun-shy from getting hit like that. Herbert's just ice cold delivering the football. Um, yeah, I like, <laughs> I'm glad that dude's not in the playoffs because that's, that's a mark of a great player. It's like it doesn't matter how much is going wrong. They can bring you back and keep you in it. Um, so, yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully they'll make some bad personnel decisions this, uh, this offseason and keep losing. Because uh, he's good. I don't think he's going anywhere. Well, let's talk about uh, some teams that actually did make the playoffs, unlike the Chargers and Colts, <laughs> yeah, who, who couldn't do anything. Yep. And I'll tell you, I mean, we we might as well, not to, not to play host here, but we might as well start with the uh, the first game of the weekend. I mean, because the other two AFC games are on Saturday, right? We get the Raiders and the Bengals in the, in the 4.30 Eastern time window. And then uh, night, Pats, Bills, which, by the way, and we're going to get into both these games heavily here. Has anybody looked at the weather in Buffalo Saturday night? Not no. good. Three degrees. <laughs> and if you look, if you've gone back and looked at Josh Allen's stats in, in bad weather, I would be concerned if I was a Buffalo fan. I'm not saying I'm even picking against them. I would be concerned. They have not functioned well in bad weather, which, of course, if you play in Buffalo, New York, that, that's an issue. New England is getting round one of that battle because it is going to be brutally cold. In Cincinnati, it's supposed to be 27 uh, fun note, Derek Carr has never won a game when it's been under 35 degrees. So he is looking to buck some history. I got a question for you guys. Which AFC team 
poses the biggest challenge to Kansas City? Let's go around the horn. Let's start with Matt Connor. Uh, I mean, it may seem obvious, but I got to say the number one seed and and the Tennessee Titans. I I don't know how you go back and look at a team that beat KC twenty seven to three, and is, looks like Derrick Henry is going to come back. They're coming fresh off the bye here. Uh, you know, they just have such an advantage over several other teams, and there's really no one else. I. I really take seriously, to be honest with you, of any of the teams. I'm not scared of Buffalo, even though they won. I'm not scared of of any of the teams that barely made it in. But you know, I I think the Titans are are um, are a serious foe. They're well coached. They've been through the ringer and came out the other side. Um, and they can play with a chip on their shoulder, even though they are the number one seed. So I think there's a lot of elements there that that um, are going to prove to be tough. Kansas City. I would still take KC, but but that's what I would say. Sterling? Uh, Bills. Titans don't scare me at all. Ryan Tannehill had the best game of his career, and they won by three against the Houston Texans. Their defense is atrocious. Mahomes and this offense should just take advantage of that weak secondary. I know what happened early on in the season, but if you're going to compare this Chiefs team to that exact same team, it is completely different. The Bills, to me, pose the biggest issue because I'm sure Vergram's going to say the same thing. They have the best quarterback. When you have the best quarterback, that always gives their team the best chance. Obviously, Mahomes is better than Allen, but who's the second best quarterback in the AFC? It's Josh Allen. Josh Allen is the second best quarterback. He has Stephon Diggs. They have a solid offensive line. Their defense is, I think, pretty damn staunch. They have a lot of playmakers in the secondary. I think the Chiefs are by far the best team, but the second best team to me would be the Buffalo Bills. So I'm going to surprise you. I think I think Buffalo is the overall best team. I think the hardest matchup for the Chiefs is Tennessee because Tennessee's got a really good front four defensively, and they can run the hell out of the football. They're physical, and that game would be on the road. I think Buffalo is very good, and I think either one of them could beat the Chiefs. Hell, both of them pounded the Chiefs this year. Um, although I will tell you, I, I I do not put a lot of that a lot of stock in that. I just don't. The other Chiefs went to the Super Bowl. They, they played the Texans and Titans, got beat by both of them, then pounded both of them in the playoffs. The Bills are dangerous because of Allen. I don't see them being dangerous for much else. They don't run the ball. They're not great in the trenches. Without Tredavious White, they don't have a corner that scares you that can play head, heads up on any of the Chiefs receivers. Their safeties are great. Hyde and Poyer are incredibly underrated. They do a lot of stuff. They're really, really good. Um, but the Bills don't have a pass rush. Like that to me in the playoffs, that kills you. It just kills you. You're going to face some team that can just light you up because you can't get home. And I think the Titans can get home. Now, the flip side of that is I do not believe in Tannehill, and, and the Titans' corners are not good. And if and if Mahomes has time, he's going to rip him up. He's just going to throw all over the place, in my opinion. But healthy Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown is a beast. Julio Jones may not be Julio Jones of all, but he's still Julio Jones. I would respect the hell out of him. Frable's a really good coach, but I got to tell you, look, the you know the Titans and Bills could both beat the Chiefs. I you know if they played New England somehow in the AFC title game, like if they get there, they're scary with Belichick. Uh, they'll have had to win some really tough games. And the Bengals, I think the Chiefs would beat the Bengals, but that's a team with a lot of weapons. Like as we saw a couple weeks ago, they can hang it on you. So nothing's going to be easy for the Chiefs, but. They do get a break with the matchup they have early. If they can't win this game, they don't belong in the playoffs. And then after that, we'll see how it goes. But I think Tennessee is the toughest. Hey, you guys make some good points. I, 
you know, I'm you almost convinced me about Tennessee Verdam. It's a really uh, a good breakdown of them. But I'm going to stick with Sterling here and say the Bills only because I just don't believe in Tannehill. And the Bills have played really good defense at times this year. And the Chiefs have a little bit of a difficulty with with quarterbacks that can run. That that threw them for a little bit of a loop last week with Drew Locke running around and scoring. So now I don't think the Chiefs were re- respecting Drew Locke and his running ability as much as they will be if they play the Bills. But it's just something to consider. It's another wrinkle that teams have to worry about. Um but I will say that the other two, the, what scares me about Tennessee and what scares me about Cincinnati that doesn't scare me as much about the Bills is those big receivers that can go up and get the ball. The Chiefs really seem to struggle with guys like that, with Jamar Chases and the Mike Williams. They have for Mike Williams, even when he hasn't had good seasons, is given the Chiefs problems. So, um, yeah, they, they all worry me. Those are obviously the big three along with the Chiefs. But I'm going to stick with the Bills because of the quarterback situation, I think, if the Chiefs can go out there and they can, you know, who knows what version of Derrick Henry, like what what's Derrick Henry going to be like? Is he going to be shaking off some rust? Even, you know, even Derrick Henry at 50% is scary to me. But it's one of those weird things where you bring a guy back in and maybe he's not 100%, but he's trying to get in for the playoffs. And, and maybe it's not the best thing for your team, you know, that because you're trying to get him touches, but he's not as effective as normal. And it cuts down some of the other things that they've been doing well recently throwing the football and some of the other guys that they have that can run the ball uh, a little bit as well. Good, good job by Mike Vrabel with that team this year, by the way, taking some injuries and, and still getting that one seed. Um, all right. The next question I got for you guys, and, and by the way, if you're watching on YouTube, if you could hit that thumbs up button for us, we'd really appreciate it. Helps get more people in here. Uh, and if you're not subscribed, subscribe to us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts. And if you're interested in hanging out with us in the discord, we were just talking before the game, uh, check out the join uh, function as well. Okay. So uh, of these games, we know the slate, right? Um, th- th- that we've got here, the two AFC games uh, besides the Chiefs game will be played on Saturday of the, of the favorites in those games. And it's all the home teams. Who do you think is, is the team that could get upset this weekend? Uh, let's go. Let's start with you, Verter, and we'll go back around the other way. All right. So I actually, I, I'm looking it up right now. because I, I think, I think both those teams could be upset. I think those games are really interesting. I think Cincinnati is a touch more likely to get upset, even though I think the Pats are a better team than the Raiders because the the Raiders and Bengals have never been there, ever. Like, the Bengals haven't won a playoff game since since 1990. Zach Taylor's never coached in a playoff game. Joe Burrow's never played in a playoff game. Now, he's played in some big-damn college football games, but he's never been in a playoff game. The Raiders have not won a playoff game since 2002. Carr has never started a, a playoff game. Bisaccia, of course, has never coached in a playoff game either. So that lends itself to me to a lot of variance. I don't think either offensive line is very good. That lends itself to, to sacks and strip sacks and all kinds of nonsense, right? A tip ball. That game, to me, is going to come down to can Crosby and Ngakwe force a turnover or two with Burrow? Can they hit him? Can they, can they get them to, to throw a ball in a coverage? That's the question. If they can't, they're going to get smoked because Burrow's just going to go nuts throwing the ball down the field. Um, but I do not think – I've seen some people talk about this Bills pass game like it's some foregone conclusion. I don't know who else feels this way. I've watched Belichick for 20 years. Yeah, that's not a foregone conclusion. Like, I have a sneaking suspicion in that game. Belichick's going to say, Josh Allen, you are not running out of the pocket. I don't care. 
It's three degrees. You've been awful in, in bad weather. We're going to put J.C. Jackson on Gabriel Davis, and we're going to double Stephon Diggs, and we are going to force you to run the ball with the backs. We're going to force you to throw the ball to Dawson Knox and Emmanuel Sanders, who has not been very good since October. I, I think if, if you are the Pats, there's a real path to winning this game that the big key is that Mac Jones does not kill them in this game. He's got to just be efficient. He, he has to be Alex Smithian. He doesn't have to be great. Yep. He doesn't have to throw for 300. He's got to give you 22 of 30 for 220 yards, 215 yards, and a touchdown. And if he does that, they can win that game. So, look, I think the Bengals are a touch more likely to be upset just because I think there's a lot of variance in that game. But I would not be shocked at all if the Bills were to lose. Matt Connor, what about you? Yeah, I, I don't think the Bills make it past this weekend. I, I think wow. Uh, wow. I think the playoffs are all about um, good coaching and coaches who know how to do the mismatch, who know how to create mismatches. They split the season series. Now the Bills just did. I mean, I mean, really took it to the Patriots in the last meeting. But Mac Jones was horrible. They, I, he had a fumble, threw two interceptions. Um, I, I mean. It was, it was just a whole. And meanwhile, Josh Allen looked like, like he was like still in the MVP race in that game. I mean, it was just it was like a total, you know, uh, disparity disparity of, of quarterbacks there. Um, I just don't think that Belichick would ever let that happen again. Damian Harris ran for over 100 yards in that game. He's gonna run. He's gonna run, run, run some more, and keep Mac Jones very, very comfortable with what he's gonna ask him to do in that weather in that setting. Um, I think Sean McDermott's a good coach for sure, but we've seen him come up against these moments and not be able to get his team over the top. We've seen Bill Belichick pull mediocre rosters across, across lines they should have never crossed before. So, you know, I think we're going to see a little bit of maybe what Mac Jones is made of, but um, I trust Belichick more in this kind of setting than I do McDermott. And I'm, again, I'm just not scared of the bills. I just don't think they, I, I think there's two one dimensional on both sides. And I just don't, um, Belichick is the kind of guy who can exploit what you cannot do. And, uh, I, I think that's the difference here. God, I would be so terrified if I was a bills fan, like I, yeah. Belichick, the, the, the part three edition of this, like, <laughs> all, because look, we've all lived it. All it takes with Belichick yep. is you can't figure out what he's doing for a half. Yep. And you're screwed. Like you're playing so far, especially in weather like that. You know, you get down in a game 10 points, something like, like they're going to just turn the screws. It becomes so hard. I look, the Bills are a favorite and they're a favorite for a reason. I would be scared to death of that game if I was a Buffalo fan. I I would be very concerned that you're going to have one of these games where Belichick comes up with something, they, you know, playing like dying the entire game, and there's nowhere to go with the ball. I think, by the way, and not throwing, take it away, man. I think, I think that's what they're going to do. I think they're going to play diamond dollar defense. They're going to put six and seven defensive backs out there. They are going to beg Buffalo to try to run the ball, and they're going to say, if Allen scrambles, we got our fastest guys on the field. He's not going anywhere. I have a feeling that's exactly how they're going to play him. And if they do, I think Buffalo's going to have to run. And we know how much Buffalo loves to run the football. So <laughs> it becomes a very interesting game. Will you take what the defense gives you? We saw the Chiefs struggle with that for three months. It's a hard thing to go against who you are in the biggest moment of your season. 
Sterling? So I think the Bills win. And I know all this Bill Belichickian and what he's going to do and what he's done in the past. Only issue is he had Tom Brady on the other side. Did. If you get up 10, okay, sure. Yeah, Tom Brady is going to go check down and hit his guys. Not going to make any mistakes. I don't trust Mac Jones to do the exact same thing. Hell, Belichick doesn't trust, trust Mac Jones. Look at the three <laughs> pass attempts. Uh, for, for me, oh, and the last game against Miami, they were down in the fourth quarter by two touchdowns, and they're still running the damn ball. They don't trust Mac yeah. Jones. Uh, yeah. For me, I, I think the Raiders actually beat the Bengals. I don't, it's not like, could it happen? I think it does happen. The reason why the Raiders basically just did. The Chargers and the Bengals are that Spider-Man meme pointing at each other for the exact <laughs> same team. Their variance is so high, you have no idea what's going to happen. I think the Bengals come out sloppy. I think Joe Burrow, while he's been on this extreme heater, is going to stop eventually. He's not, he's not shown the consistency in a six-game, eight-game, multiple-game stretch that he can do the exact same thing week in and week out. I think the Chargers, they've shown more consistency, to be honest with you. Derek Carr, you know what you're going to get. He's an above-average quarterback. Not spectacular, not horrendous, above-average. I think that gets it done. I'm with you, man. I'm with you 100%. That's my upset special. I'm going to put money on it. Um, the Raiders, get, you know, they're going to go to Cincinnati. It's their first playoff game in a long time. They got a lot of young players, and that matters. Experience matters. And I just think the Raiders are playing good football right now. And so are the Bengals, granted. But I, I, what, what, what the X factor in this game for me, it's Joe Burrow and his inexperience, and it's Max Crosby. That guy is playing out of his mind right now. Their pass rush was so good against the Chargers. And as we've already mentioned on this, this episode of this podcast, Justin Herbert is pretty unflappable, and they were all over him. Joe Burrow is not unflappable. Joe Burrow is cool. He's a cool customer, but he can be flapped. And I think that the Raiders are going to get to him early. And that combination of, you know, it's my first playoff game. I'm playing. He's basically playing in his hometown, right? He's from he's from around that part of Ohio. Like, this is all really exciting for him. And I just think Max Crosby is just going to terrorize him. I think I'm looking at some picks. I'm looking at some strip sacks. And I think it goes downhill from there. And I think the Raiders lean on Josh Jacobs, who is also running really well right now and with a lot of confidence, looks healthy. I, I, if, if there's a team that's going to go down and sort of be like the disappointing playoff team, I think it's going to be the Bengals. Uh, Patrick, I'm digging you and I have agreed on this so far with Bills and Bengals. You and I. Yeah. Yeah. What, maybe we have to have a, a little wager here. If the Raiders score more than two. three points, I'll send someone a bottle of scotch if the Raiders score more than three points this weekend. What? Oh, I'll, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dude, in. Yeah. I in also will take that bet. So, <laughs> More than three so points. Go by, go by three balls got, of scotch. Uh, you got to explain that That's a yeah, explain yourself, dude. I'm just not a believer at all. I think they fell backwards into the playoffs, like the Steelers. I think it's going to be what do you say a boat race, Matt? Is that I do um, say a boat yeah. race? But that, they beat the Colts and the Chargers. I've last never two been to a season. boat race. Wait, I don't know wait, what wait, that is, Matt. But... Sir, are you saying they're going to get a safety <laughs> or get shut out? Like those are your two options. Uh, yeah, yeah, give I'm, me my scotch. Yeah, I'm in. That is that is a that's an aggressive play, man. Like bordering yeah. on, I'm wondering if you already drank a bottle of scotch. Um, <laughs> what, what, do, what do do I get something in return, or do I just have to send you guys? Dude, I'll yeah, I'll send you 
God, I don't know. I'll think of some some cheese my belly. We'll my think office. of something. We'll we'll figure it I'll out. I'll send you something uh, worth over a hundred dollars. That happens. I would be floored. Um, I'm in. Yeah, equivalent, I'm in. equivalent. So yeah, yeah. Um, I'm in. <laughs> I, look, I, I will say that of all the games this weekend, including by the way the NFC games, I think the Raiders Bengals game has the highest variance of like who the hell knows. That could be one of the like if you said to me the Raiders win thirty one to twenty, I wouldn't be surprised. If you said to me the Bengals beat them 38 to 17, I'd be like, yeah, I could see that. If you said to me either one of them wins 42 to 38, big, yeah, I, I could see that too. So I would not be – I really think it comes down to who gets more pressure and who who forces a break. Who just, you know, strip sack or, you know, somebody somebody's under duress for the third time in a row and they throw a ball into coverage. I, I think it's going to take that kind of thing. I think the Bengals are the better team, but the Raiders, to their credit, are having one of those stretches right now where it's just you got to be confident if you're them right now. You've got to feel like you're kind of just going to win. Now, I have a, I, I don't know if I said this earlier. I might say this on Stockton Box. I have a feeling the reason the Raiders kicked that field goal at the end of the game, they knew that if they missed the field goal, it's a tie game. It's not like you're missing the playoffs. You go to Arrowhead, where you have been hammered twice this year, or at least by the team that plays there twice this year. If you win, you go to Cincinnati. Now, Cincinnati also beat them, but it was a close game throughout most of the game. Then in the last five minutes, the Bengals kind of pulled away. Like, everybody was like, I can't believe they kicked it. I, I can absolutely believe they kicked it. Like, if you're a Raiders fan, you, you're begging them to kick that. You don't want to go to yeah. Kansas City. You'd much rather win and then say, all right, look, we'll go to Cincinnati, and if we win that game, we go to Tennessee. You know, I mean, I think I think that's a better road for them than going to Arrowhead. Not that they couldn't win, but they have had zero success against Kansas City. I, I think I think for them, made a lot of sense to kick. So, do you think do you, do you think there was a core? I've seen people talking about this this week. Do you think there was a coordinator and Rich Versace's? You know, when they were making that decision, they said, "Hey, coach, do you want to go to Kansas City or do you want to go to Cincinnati?" And oh. like I would. I, wouldn't you love to be a fly on the wall or in the in the headset just to hear if that I mean, conversation happened? They know all those scenarios. They know yeah, way yeah. before the game. And do I think that played a factor? I'm not saying it played the entire factor. I think it played a factor. Yeah. They're human. They would have never come out and say that. But do, do I think if you're Rich Bisacci and you're sitting there, okay, and you've taken that time out with two seconds left, are you, are you sitting there thinking, man, you know what I really want? I want to go see Mahomes and the Chiefs who have hung 44 and a half points on average against us this year, or the Bengals who have never been to playoff game with this group, right? Like, yeah. look, it's not, and I'm not disrespecting the Bengals or anything like that. The Bengals are really good. I think they're going to win the game. But if you're the Raiders, like, where would you rather go? That's like if years ago when the Chiefs had Alex Smith, if the Chiefs don't kick a field goal, they go to Foxborough. If they kick a field goal, they go play like, I don't know, Andy Dalton and the Bengals. Okay, let's stick the same franchise. You're like, yeah, I'll kick the field goal. I'll take my chances, right? Like, of course you would. Doesn't mean you think you're definitely going to Cincinnati and win the game, but my God, you'd rather do that than go, yeah, let's go to Foxborough. Let's kneel on it and go get Brady and Belichick. Of course. Of course you'd rather go the other way. All right. So when we're talking about upsets and ideal situations and how these games could go in regards to the Chiefs, obviously we're all assuming the Chiefs are going to win. Uh, we'll have our preview show and let you know. If we, if we think they're going to win uh, on Thursday, but what, as far as an ideal road to the Super Bowl for the Chiefs, 
What's the ideal road for you for the Chiefs Super Bowl? Let's start with you, Matt Connor. So obviously they've got Pittsburgh. What do you want to see happen? What's the ideal path if you could hand pick it? I mean, I know I just promised some scotch if the Raiders score some points, but I mean, the Chiefs fan in me wants to see the Raiders score a truckload of points because like who wouldn't want to meet them again for the third time? All these things about like, you don't want to see a team again later in the playoffs because you know, like, I mean, like, I don't think that rule applies whenever we've seen the Chiefs just steamroll Las Vegas twice in a row. Is there anyone who would be shaking in their boots or wondering if they've like saved something a little extra? You know, I, um, so it would be laughable if the Chiefs made it to the next round with like beating the Steelers and the Raiders. Like you, what you would hear that whole week after that is a bunch of talking heads going, Kansas City has played the bad news bears twice in a row. You can't trust how good they are. Like you would hear a bunch of, of bluster about how the, how the Chiefs get this unfair path because they haven't faced a real challenge. So, I mean, of course, I'm down for it. I'd love to watch, you know, juggernaut football. But, uh, yeah, that you know, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm, I'm assuming everyone else is going to say the same thing, right? Yeah, I, th- I think we probably all agree. And I guess I'll just, I'll just even throw it out there for the group. Do we, w- do we all hope that what happens is the Chiefs beat the Steelers, the Patriots beat the Bills, and the Raiders beat the Bengals? So the Pats go up to, to play Tennessee, the sixth seed. And the Raiders come to Arrowhead in the divisional round, and then the Pats knock off the Titans. In which case, the AFC Championship game would be at Arrowhead. Is that preferable for you guys, or would you like to see it go another way? Um, yeah, I mean, look, I think that's probably the easiest path, quote unquote. I got to tell you, though, I don't give a damn. Like, if you're going to go to the Super Bowl, you're going to win the Super Bowl. You got to play some good football teams. That's the way it goes. That's that's the way it is. The other Chiefs won the Super Bowl. They had to beat Deshaun Watson. Now, that Houston team was not great, okay? But they had to beat a very good quarterback with some star players on that team. They had to beat Tennessee, who at the time, everybody kind of thought it was a Cinderella. Well, as it turns out, Tennessee's really good. Um, and that was a team where Henry was unbelievable that, that year, and the Chiefs stopped them. And then they played the Niners with the best defense in football and had this unbelievable running game and all the rest of it, and Samuel and Kittle and Sanders. To me, yeah. The easiest road, yes, it's Pittsburgh, it's Vegas, and then it's probably New England, right? Like, yes. But I'm also the belief, like, it is the playoffs. If they play the Raiders, the Raiders are going to be hot as hell, and all the pressure in the world is going to be on Kansas City in that game. Nobody is going to give the Raiders a shot to win that thing. And the Raiders are going to be like, look, we got embarrassed like none other. Like, we're going to be trying to win that game, like, you know, go all out, handle business. Uh, now, do I think Chiefs would beat him? Yes. But I don't think it's an easy game necessarily. And I don't think beating Belichick in an AFC championship game, I don't care who the hell's quarterback is, is easy. So, yes, it's the easiest route on paper. But I firmly believe, and uh, Jose just said it in the chat, the biggest opponent of the Chiefs is the Chiefs. Missing tackles, yeah. taking penalties. If Kansas City plays good football for the next three weeks, they'll be in the Super Bowl. I don't care who they play where they play them, what time the game is, what the rest differential is, I don't give a shit. If Kansas City is healthy and it plays to its capabilities, they will win. And and that, that's honestly how I feel about it. The Sterling. ideal path of getting to the Super Bowl 
is getting to the Super Bowl. That's all that matters. Who cares who you're playing? You have to beat who's ever in front of you. That's what matters. I know it's a stupid cop-out answer, but that's the fact of the matter. And who cares? If you play good teams, that gets you even more prepared to play whoever's coming out of the NFC. Do you think the yeah. Raiders are going to get you super prepared? Derek Carr, is he the equal to Tom Brady, to Aaron Rodgers, to Matt Stafford and that loaded Rams team? Yeah, that's Just a good get point. There, I, yeah, and you know, for me, look, I want the Chiefs to get to the Super Bowl. And and so from that point of view, yeah, give me the teams that I think are inferior, the most inferior teams in the AFC, because that means the Chiefs get to the Super Bowl, and then all they have to do is have one good game, and they win the championship, as opposed to, you know, going up against, you know, the Bengals and Bills and Titans. But if you want the catharsis tour, right, it, it starts with retiring Ben Roethlisberger and then getting revenge against the Bengals and then uh, – or getting revenge against the bills and then getting revenge against the Bengals or the Titans, whoever makes it through, right? Like that's, that's your catharsis tour. And then you can go and maybe finally the NFL gets its, its, its dream of having Mahomes versus Rogers in the, in the Super Bowl, And then you let you just, you know, you, you have that battle uh, or would you rather see the, see Tom Brady and, and get that revenge for Mahomes? I, I don't give it. One iota <laughs> about revenge. But, but just, yeah. if you get, you get, you get the hand pick, they're gonna they're gonna win. Okay, so I'm telling you, the scenario is the Chiefs are gonna win the Super Bowl. I want to play Tampa because I think they would kick Tampa's ass. Honestly, like they want yeah, this not, yeah. and not because of any revenge stuff. They're just not the same team. Godwin's not there. Brown's not there. Um, defensively, they, they they can't stop a nosebleed in the passing game. David's all banged up. Like I just think it's kind of the reverse of last year when the Chiefs kind of limped in there with a million guys out. I think the Bucks are just all beat up. I think the Chiefs would just throw the ball all day. Like, did, can you like think about the difference between the Super Bowl offensive line and this offensive line? I just think. The, and you want to talk about like how I just mentioned? I think the Raiders would be really laser focused if they play the Chiefs again. You know what the Chiefs would be like waiting for that game for two weeks? They get to avenge that. Like I, I think the Chiefs would light them up this year. I really do. I, I, I think the only team in the NFC for me personally that that would worry me is the Packers, because Rodgers cancels out Mahomes, and then you get into like, well, who's better other than that? Now, look, you can make a case either way, but I think the Packers are the best team in football. I do. I think they're, I think they're a slightly better team. I think they're the best team in the league. If Kansas City saw anybody else out of the NFC and was healthy. I think the Chiefs would win the Super Bowl. And I think against Green Bay, it's a coin flip. But I think I think anybody else is 60-40 or better. Uh, but they got to get there. Even this game against Pittsburgh, look, we're, and rightfully so, we're all sitting here like, yeah, they're, they're probably going to smoke Pittsburgh. It is still a playoff game. They still have to win. Yeah. Like you, And God yeah. forbid, man, they could even win, but they lose somebody who's key. Like That's the other part of this, and that's true of every game. You know, what if the Bills crush New England? But, you know, of course, nobody's rooting for it. But like, what if like Josh Allen gets hurt? You know, and then it's like, okay, yeah, they won, but now it's Mitchell Trubisky next week. You know, like <laughs> all that stuff factors in. So, uh, pro yeah. bowler Trubisky, by the way, just to you. Oh, it's a pro bowler. God. <laughs> <laughs> pro bowler. So is Derek Anderson. So is Matt Castle. Um, but hey, listen, I think, I think if you're a Chiefs fan. For Matt Castle, wherever he is, he's like, the fuck did I do? I'll tell you what he did. <laughs> he's just minding his. He Matt Castle somewhere minding his own business. I'm in pain. <laughs> And he was a very yeah. nice person, by the way. Fine Don't yell at Matt Castle. Not a good quarterback. I I think if Matt I think Matt Castle could have had not quite 
in Alex Smith career, but if he had the right coach, he could have had like a Alex Smith, Chad Pennington, maybe career if he had all the right pieces around. I'm just gonna say that, put that out there. Maybe people disagree, but I like I got oh, I got a Matt Castle jersey from a bootleg from China. Um <laughs> So I, I, I got to give him some, some respect. <laughs> All right. So listen, who is your, I got This is, this is a, a fun question. Who is your dark horse chiefs impact player for the playoff run? So somebody who obviously we know the key guys, Jones and Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, but who is like low key, the guy that you're like, man, if we're going to do this, this person could be th- the difference maker for the team. Let's start with, Matt Connor, uh, Willie Gay. I mean, to me, that presence in the middle was lacking when they when they went last year. And remember, there was so much buzz about the Bucks linebackers compared to the Chiefs. You draft Gay, knowing he's a developmental project. He's going to come around in the second year and hopefully be what you want him to be. And he is. He is that kind of a force in the middle against any quarterback who's going to run against uh, a tight end that I'm worried about or some sort of like Austin Eckler type of back. What I, like, I, I just think Willie Gay fills a role that the Chiefs have not had on previous Super Bowl runs. And I like what he adds then to the defense in that way. He, he's getting better you know, every week. So um, to me, he's that dark horse this year for this run that I think could make a major difference in the in the Chiefs' defensive approach to various opponents in different ways. Nice. Interesting. Interesting. Sterling? So I have two, one offensive and one defense, but I don't want to take one of your guys', so I'll just say one and go with Nick Bolton. And it's not just the Mizzou in me. It's because he's the best run stopper on Kansas City's defense. A lot of the teams in the playoffs are going to try to run the ball on Kansas City. Nick Bolton is the biggest X factor to try and stop that. Patriots, what do they do? Run the football. The only team basically outside the Bills and Bengals. Josh Jacobs, they're going to try and run. Nick Bolton's going to have to be there, right? Steelers, week one, it's going to have to be Nick Bolton stopping Najee Harris. I think Nick Bolton will be the biggest X factor in Kansas City's defense. So fun, uh, fun tweet, by the way, from Matt McMullen, who does a nice job for the Chiefs. He's a team reporter. Tweeted out earlier today, Nick Bolton finished the regular season with 112 total tackles and 11 tackles for loss, becoming just the ninth rookie since 1999 to tally 110-plus tackles and 10-plus tackles for loss. And was the only one of those guys to also score a touchdown. So that's a little fun nugget wow. there. Um, now, now do his playtime percentage. I don't want to talk about it. Which it's even more I'm going to tell you something right now. As, as a fun little nugget to what I'm going to say, I, I look forward to pulling every remaining hair out of my head when the Chiefs put Ben Eamon on, on the field on third down and yank Bolton and Gay off of it. That That's going to be where I just completely lose any any ability to stop swearing at the television. I just I can't wait for Pat Fryerman to have an eight-yard catch on third and seven as Nick, <laughs> as, as, as Nick Bolton and Willie Gay are standing on the sideline, and I, I'm just going to lose my shit. But regardless, look, I'll give you one that I think, as long as he's healthy, Darrell Williams. He has quietly been very, very good down the stretch. He has over a 1,000 scrimmage yards. He's been one of the best receiving backs in football. And I could see a game. Don't forget, the Titans a couple years ago in the AC Championship game, when they played the Chiefs, they played that double-double coverage where they cu- they doubled Hill and they doubled Kelsey and Watkins went nuts. Now, maybe Hardman goes nuts. Maybe it's a Pringle game. I could see that being a game where the Chiefs just go, fine. You want to do that? Darrell Williams all day long. He can run a lot of routes. 
he is going to be a problem coming out of that backfield. They they, they use him the way I thought they were going to use Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I mean, real like. And the funny thing is, yeah. they joked about how he had no hands forever. Like Mahomes talked about that after that Raiders game, he had 100 yards. They're like, yeah, we always joked about how he couldn't catch the ball, and now all of a sudden the guy catches everything. So yeah. I uh, I think the Rollins. I wouldn't be shocked if in one of these playoff games he has like 150 yards from scrimmage. I think I think it's absolutely in play. I love it. Um, I'm going to go with Dan Sorensen. I'm kidding. Although he was the dark horse a couple of years ago uh, when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, but not, it's not going to be this year. The, the, the only way he's going to be the dark horse is it's going to be a dark, dark horse. Yeah. Dark day. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with McCole Hardman. I think he is outside of, of, of Hill and Kelsey. He's the most explosive, dangerous player on the offense, whether it's maybe returning a punt or get, catching one of these screens and breaking a big play. He, they're going to need him probably to make a couple of plays. And if he can do that and consecutive, like that's a big difference maker for this team. If you get like a 60 yard run out of McCole Hardman or a touchdown out of McCole Hardman, like that is like a big plus plus bonus for this offense. Um, and it makes it really hard, I think, to beat Kansas City. So because of the skill, how dangerous he is on the field, if he can show up and make a couple of big plays for the Chiefs, that could be the difference in making a Super Bowl run. I wanted to add real quick, the one guy we need, none of us said, and, and we should have or at least mentioned him because he, in the playoffs, he's been unbelievable for the Chiefs, Frank Clark. Frank Clark. He has been a guy yeah. who in the regular season for them, like he's been fine, you know, times not fine, times like fine, good. He turns into like Reggie White in the playoffs. So <laughs> yeah. then, there are some guys, man, who just have a habit of doing that. Where in the playoffs, whatever, like Damian Williams was the running back version of that. The guy's pretty good. And then he'd have like four touchdowns in every playoff game he played for Kansas City. I, I would not be shocked this week if Frank Clark has like three sacks and a forced fumble. He's just yeah. every time, every time they're in the playoffs, he's amazing. And don't forget, too, like, you don't think he knows he's playing for a contract? Now, what if he goes out and they play four playoff games and he has like seven sacks? Yeah. yeah. You know, he he does. He eases into the regular season, but when it comes playoff time, he uh, he just oozes playmaking ability. Um, it's it's oozes. incredible the way that he just Ugh. oozes Horrible all over the field playmaking ability. <laughs> um Sorry, I had to do that. If you know, you know. Um, all right. <laughs> let's yeah, um, let's yeah. <laughs> um, so answer answer this question for me. Uh, this is a fun one. The Chiefs will make the Super Bowl if. Let's start with you, Verderam. The Chiefs will make the Super Bowl if. They don't beat themselves. That's it. Oh, that's, if they don't beat themselves, they'll go to the Super Bowl. And that's not a slight against any of these other teams. Buffalo is really good. Tennessee is really good. Cincinnati, I think, is dangerous. They're frisky. New England's incredibly well coached. The Raiders are hot right now. The Steelers are breathing. Um, but if the Chiefs play their best football for three straight games, they'll be in the Super Bowl. And, and I, don't, I don't know that anybody could even really argue that. Maybe, maybe they would. Maybe somebody would say, no, I think if Buffalo plays their best, if Tennessee plays their best. In my, in my opinion, if the Chiefs play their best football for three weeks, close to it even, an A-, minus, they'll, they'll go to the Super Bowl. I love it. I agree. Sterling, the Chiefs will make the Super Bowl if – they don't lose the turnover battle in a game by two or more. As long as they keep the ball, they don't turn it over, they don't give up the the wonky big plays, I think they win. No pick sixes, 
right? No wide receiver off Tyreek Hill's hands into a the D, D back for an easy touchdown. None of those. You you don't lose a turnover battle by two. By two, they still win. I uh, yeah, that's my uh, big fear of like the turnover thing from earlier in the season creeping back in in one of these playoff games. Uh, Matt Connor, the Chiefs will make the Super Bowl if. If the offensive line does what they got all of those guys to do, you invested a second round pick, you grabbed Trey Smith, you spent $85 million over five years for Joe Tooney, you tried to move heaven and earth to get Trent Williams, and when that didn't work, you used your first round pick to get Orlando Brown Jr. You reset those five for this moment. So if those five do what they've been doing already, um, I think that's the difference. That's a good one. Uh, I'm going to go with the the Chiefs. Well I, well, I wanted to say the Chiefs will make the Super Bowl if Casey Beer all sends us all another case of beer. Um, but <laughs> maybe all. they'll just yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe they'll just do that. Yeah, yours is coming. Um, they say uh, that they actually sent it to me, Verderam. I told them, hey, send it to my address instead of yours. They're Thought it'd help you out a little bit. <laughs> um, but I'm going to go with uh, the Chiefs will make the Super Bowl if. They execute offensively in the second half. They have been not great in the second half of football games lately. They've looked really good in the first half. The way teams are playing them on defense, forcing them to go on those long drives, that's all well and good. It helps the Chiefs defense, all of those things. But it does limit the amount of times Mahomes gets to touch the ball. Whereas in previous years, oh, we're down, what, 28 to 3 or whatever against the the Texans, but we can just sling it. We're going to get all these big plays and cause turnovers. You can't count on that this year. The Chiefs should have beaten the Bengals. They didn't execute in the second half on offense. So they they need to be aggressive as well in the second half of these games. They need to be as aggressive against teams in the playoffs as teams are going to be against them. And I always call the playoffs, these are kitchen sink games. Yep. They're going to like, this is where everybody empties out the playbook. They throw the kitchen sink at you. And so you you can't know what to expect. You got to watch out for weird flea flickers. That play that they've been they've been practicing since training camp that they haven't run. Um, and those little things can make differences in close games. So the Chiefs can't afford to get complacent and be like, "Oh, we're going to win because we're the Chiefs and we'll get the ball back." Oh, you know, there's ten minutes left in the fourth quarter. Joe Burrow, we just kicked off to Joe Burrow. We're down three, but we'll be fine. No, 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 no. No, get your points when you have the opportunity to get points. I think I think you and I mean, all you guys made great points, but I I think. On Sunday night, and we're going to talk about this next – well, on Thursday here when we break down the Chiefs and Steelers in, in depth. But if you're the Chiefs, be ready for anything in that game. Anything. Fake punts from weird places. Fake. I mean, if you're the Steelers, look, you, Mike Tomlin's a very good coach. That That is not a dumb individual. Mike Tomlin knows football, and he understands. They're going to have to do some stuff in this game to, to win. Like, they're going to have to steal some possessions – they're gonna they're gonna have to surprise the Chiefs. They're not gonna play the Chiefs straight up in this game and beat them. It's gonna have to be a lot of weird stuff. So I expect that. The other thing I expect, I expect Andy to have some plays you've you've not seen all year. They do this every time they get to the playoffs. They plot all these plays have been sitting on all year long and been working on. It's like when they ran that Rose Bowl parade play, right? And they'd worked on that since OTAs, and they waited till fourth and one in the Super Bowl to unveil it. I remember sitting in the press box and what the hell are they doing? And Boom, up the gut and it works. The other point I wanted to say real quick, Matt Connor, well said about the line. How, how amazing is it? They have a center and a right guard who are rookies. They're not even the least bit concerned about either one of them. Like, normally you'd go into a playoff game and be like, oh, God, like, especially against a defensive front, Casey Hay- or, uh, with Cam Hayward and, uh, and, and TJ Watt 
and even Wormley who's been really good. He's got seven sacks this year. You'd be like, oh God, that that is a big concern. Not even remotely concerned. Like to the point actually where you're like, yeah, that might be our biggest strength. It's the interior of the offensive line. That's a hell of a job by Brett Veach to land those two guys. I mean, that it really is. We're going to get to our predictions for the AFC playoff games, not the Chiefs game. I think you know what we think, but we're going to do that on Thursday. Um, but just right before we get to that, I wanted to ask the three of you, the way that the schedule shook out with the Chiefs, but like, so, you know, it's a little weird. Like there's two AFC games on Saturday. So those teams will be done and then they can start, they can watch the Chiefs Steelers game and they, and they, they, they can start scouting. They might even know who they're going to play in the divisional round. Um, do you like how this worked out for the Chiefs, or was this a negative for you? The Chiefs, you know, less you know, they're they're a day behind everybody else in the AFC. What are your thoughts on the way things got scheduled out? It's fine. Yeah, I don't, it's, I don't think it it's fine. Yeah, as yeah. a fan, you I'm know, excited. <laughs> I love you having like the, the, extra, the, the, the the potential that the Chiefs the Chiefs next opponent could get an extra day of rest. Mm. Somebody's got to play it. Yeah, I, I I don't care. I you know what? Yeah. Because really, like. I, don't know. I, I get it. It's a, I, I don't know. I don't care. No, like, are we all are we all jazzed up that the Chiefs have an extra day of rest before Pittsburgh? It doesn't really matter. <laughs> Not really. You know, like I, I don't. I don't think so. In fact, like Sterling says, as a fan, I, I like the fact that they're playing last because you know, you know, like, yeah. okay, if, we, if the Chiefs win, so they play. You know, I don't think it matters. If the Chiefs played Monday night, I'd have a different opinion. But yeah, playing a, playing the Saturday sucks. Sunday games, I don't care. That's that's standard. The Monday game, that is a little bit of a different deal. Because, you know, like the Bucs and Eagles, you could say, well, they're all one game apart. The Bucs and Eagles play Sunday like in the morning, essentially. Cards and Rams play all the way on Monday night. And then whoever wins that game is going to have to travel. That's a lot. That is, and in some cases, might have to travel all the way across the country. Like that, You're asking a lot. You know, there's a scenario where the Rams and Cardinals play. The Rams win. Let's just, or the Cardinals win. Actually, it doesn't even matter. Okay, whoever wins that game, there's a scenario they got to go play Tampa and go all the way across the country. On tr- that, I think matters. The, the the Chiefs and and the Bills and whoever, I I don't think it's a big difference. I'm a little shocked the NFL allows for that kind of entry. <laughs> right? It's yeah. It's the Monday game really sucks. That that's a late game for the Cardinals and the Rams. But you got to figure that that means they're definitely going to play on Sunday. The following week, whoever wins it. Yeah. Right. Like I would throw a fit if I was one of those coaches and I had to play the Saturday game after playing Monday night in the divisional round of the playoffs. So that may sort of be a little bit of a clue. You know, you know, you, you know, probably one game is going to be NFC. So they'll probably stagger them, but the chiefs chiefs could maybe have a greater chance of playing on Saturday than they do on Sunday. By the way, maybe they uh... Yeah, I want to say a welcome to Cheeto Freak's dad, who's who's joined the uh, what? joined the group. He's involved. I see. I see him. By the way, I've seen you uh, with a lot of comments. Appreciate you being so active. Also signed into six different accounts to like it six times. Uh, my man. Um, but the uh, whole freak yeah, family is here too. It's beautiful to support the show. It's a beautiful. Yeah, about the weather in Kansas City on Sunday night. I'm I'm looking at the weather app, so I'll take that for what it's worth. But. Uh, it's supposed to be sunny throughout the day at 37, but at night it's supposed to be 16 degrees and clear. So those old bones of Roethlisberger, that ain't warming him up. Nope. I, uh, I, don't, I don't think I don't think Roethlisberger is exactly thrilled to death that it's going to be 16 degrees. Uh, but you know it is what it, I, I think for the Chiefs, Mahomes has proven it. The, the cold weather does not bother him. Unlike with Allen, where he's really struggled with it in Buffalo, 
the Chiefs have had no issues playing in snow, playing in cold. So I, I think, I mean, yeah, he, he does. Ben does wear gloves, but I, <laughs> you're still 39 <laughs> years old, man, and you're still taking those yeah. hits at 16 degrees. That hits uh, different than when it's 60. You know, yeah. like hitting that, that ground. Yeah, mm. there's nothing. There's nothing fun about that if you're Roethlisberger and you're just getting pounded on Ugh. in that weather. You know, and nothing like hypothermia as a retirement present, right? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's not what you're looking for. Is that kind of weather? But uh, hey, it's not Buffalo. It's not three degrees. It's just insane. What do you think the odds are that? The Chiefs are winning that game. If the Chiefs are winning that game at the end, and I don't know, some fans get a little rowdy or they put Ben up on the screen, that they start doing a little... Uh, don't, don't say you know, it. W- w- you know what I'm going to say? What am yeah, I going to say? I know where you're going with this. Yes. They do a little little goodbye chant to Ben. Oh, I thought, okay, I didn't know where yeah, you were going. No, I, I thought, <laughs> you, yeah, Ram, I was with you, man. Did yeah, you think I, I was going to say something? The way. Yeah. Well, oh, they, they would definitely say? jeer him on the way out. Nah, 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 nah. Hey, hey, goodbye. Like to Ben, a little serenade on his last game. That's allowed, right? Oh, yeah. Can we be that petty? It's fine. Yeah. I mean, Are you allowed to say what you thought I was going to say? No. 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 Uh-uh. no. <laughs> okay. No, I, I appreciate you looking out for me, telling me not to say it. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, yeah, they'll probably jeer him a little bit. Although, I, let's be real. I think most Chief fans will just be so happy that they're winning if they win. Like, I don't think yeah. – I think most Chief fans – now, if they play the Raiders at Arrowhead after what happened earlier this year, oh, they yeah. will hear it like none other. That's yeah. a whole other deal. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I expect a little bit of jeering. It's football. It's the playoffs. Come on. It's supposed it to be fun. It is fun, yeah. right? Like, that's what this yeah. is all about. Uh, all right, let's get into our wild card predictions. Let's start with Raiders at Bengals. Let's start with you this time, Vertoram. What's your final score prediction in that one? 30 to 27, Cincinnati. So uh, I apologize, Connor, but about nine times more points than you think the Raiders are going to score. I think it's close. And I think that game is the highest variance of any of them. So I, I think it's totally possible the Raiders win, but I will take who I think is the better team at home with, with a quarterback who right now is just playing great football. Uh, so I'll, I'll take Cincinnati to win for the first time in a playoff game in 31 years. That's bananas. That's longest, bananas. Longest current trout. Matt, Matt Connor, what about you? I guess it's Raiders three, right? What are the Bengals score? <laughs> no, less than three. Got to be oh, less. less. <laughs> I get three points. I get three points on that. 33, man. I think it's 30 to three. I think it's uh, – I, wow. I just think it's – I think them and the Chiefs. I, you know what? Here's the thing. People, people use this term house money. They've never been to a casino. Have you ever won with house money? The like a casino will give you like some free chips for your birthday to play with. You put that junk in the slot machine. You don't win with house money. Anyone who says they're playing with house money has never gambled in their life. These teams are <laughs> losing. Like I lose those free chips in five minutes. There's 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 no way. There's no way. Fans would right. rather go here a pitch for a timeshare condo then rewatch what's going to happen to both those teams on Sunday. I love it. I love it. Matt, Matt Connor going, gunning for Ryan Clark's job at the hot take factory. <laughs> Sterling. Uh, give me the Raiders 31 to 30 over the Bengals. I think it's extremely close. I think it's going to be really fun to watch. I think the defenses both get burnt again. I think Derek Carr is playing with a lot of confidence. He's been more consistent 
I'm going to go with the more consistent team. As weird as that sounds, I do want to give the Raiders some credit. They've had the most off-the-field drama and just horrific acts I have probably ever seen consistently through a season. And Derek Carr uh, and the rest of the, the team, they've come together. Give me Derek Carr and this team that's bonded. I'm going to go, obviously, with the with the Raiders because that's what I said. I think it's going to be an ugly one. I'm going to go Raiders 17, Raiders 17, Bengals 16 in a, in a game that makes you want to scratch your eyes out. Um, but I, I think, I think it's going to, I think the def, I think the defense is going to muck it up with the Raiders and, and Joe Burrow. Uh, and let us know out there in the chat, by the way, some of you already are Bengals, Bengals, Cheeto Freak says Bengals three to nothing after seven overtimes. Oh awesome. God, that would be, that would be an eye scratching out sort of game, although it'd be kind of fascinating. Jalen says uh, Las Vegas 28, Cincinnati 24. Uh, Doyle BBQ says Vegas 31, Cincinnati 28. Appreciate y'all's predictions. Okay, Patriots at Bills. We'll start with you this time, Sterling. How's it going to go down? I think the Bills win, and I think they do it pretty convincingly. Uh, Give me the Bills, say, 31-17. I just don't see how the Patriots, if they fall behind, how they can catch up. They're built on trying to run the football. They're, they're not built around trying to catch up from even a touchdown deficit. I, I, they don't trust Mac Jones. I think Josh Allen gets some of the cold weather monkey off his back. He had his big playoff win last year. They had the big win against Kansas City this year. I think this is the next stepping stone for Josh Allen, and that's beating the Patriots in the playoffs. Very, very convincing argument. Uh, Matt Connor. what about you? Uh, man, I, I mean, I already said, I think, I think they're losing this weekend. The bills are losing. I, I believe in Belichick. I think it's going to be a close call. I mean, they're, they're two good teams, good coaches. Um, you know, I, it wouldn't surprise me if it goes either way, but, uh, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll go with new England, uh, 28, 24. Oh, that's an interesting score. Bergeron? Buffalo 23 to 20. I think it's close. And I think it's very in play that Buffalo loses that game, but I think Allen finds a way to win it in the end. I just I have no faith in Jones. None. If you told me Mac Jones plays a B B plus game, I think they'll win. I just I, I have a fear if you're a Pats fan, you end up being like, I cannot believe we played that well defensively and lost because Mac Jones went 15 of 37 with two picks. Like that's kind of how I think it ends. But I think the Bills have a real shot to be in a very, very tough game that they could lose. Yeah, I agree with you that you've always got to watch out for Belichick. But the way I kind of see this one going, to be perfectly honest with you, is a little bit like uh, last night's national championship game. I think it's going to be close early and kind of ugly because that's the way Belichick's going to need the game to go. Um, But I think at the end, Buffalo's offense is going to kind of overwhelm the Patriots. They're going to score enough points to where Mac Jones has to start throwing the ball a little bit. And then disaster is going to strike maybe in the form of a pick six. So I'm going to go bills, 28 Patriots, 16 in a game that's maybe a little bit closer than the score indicates. But uh, I just, I don't Mac Jones is he's, I I wrote a a tweet thread about this earlier this year, and I'm actually want to go back and revisit it to see how, how close it ended up being. But this is this Mac Jones was essentially like halfway through the season was having the exact same season that Matt Castle had when Tom Brady got hurt. I mean, the numbers were like down to a couple of yards in some cases. It was actually pretty staggering. 
Um, if Belichick knows how to how to how to drag a mediocre quarterback into the playoff picture, even though Castle didn't make it, they won eleven games that year. Um, so that's the way I think this one goes. What about you guys out in the chat? Uh, we got a New England thirty three. Oh, I lost it. Um, someone thinks New England's going to score thirty three. We got a seventeen twenty seven. Uh, our boss and Arrowhead Addict founder, by the way, is in the chat. The co-founder of Arrowhead Addict, the fan-sided network, uh, Zach Best, is is out there supporting the show. Um, so give a little hat tip, y'all. This uh, we're only here because because of Zach and Adam starting Arrowhead Addict way back on April Fool's Day in two thousand seven. How cool is that? Um, uh, and they and, and remember they they made this blog. It was like Herm was the coach. So they got this thing going during the darkest of days. Um, Zach's got it. Patriots 23, Bills 21. So another Patriots upset. Um, uh, Inacio says uh, New England 24, Buffalo 20. And Oregon fishing. Pat's 24, 23. Josh Allen throws a game-losing pick six. That would be brutal. I just think, think in this game, you got Mac Jones, rookie quarterback in the playoffs for the first time. And the Bills have experience now. You know, they've they've done this dance a couple of times, and I think that's going to be a, a big difference for them, that they're going to be feeling confident. They're not going to be intimidated. They're not intimidated by the Patriots anymore, and they're not intimidated by the playoffs, which which actually makes – that's what makes me probably the most nervous about the Tennessee uh, – running into Tennessee and running into Buffalo in these playoffs is just the experience matters. I think it matters, and I think the Chiefs have – have you know they've had experience and they've run into these teams and so we'll see how that all how works out. Oh, Zach says love you, addicts. Love you too, Zach. All right. Any closing thoughts uh, before we take a day, take a breather, and we come back on Thursday night to talk about this Chiefs Steelers game in depth? I got nothing. No, I think the AFC is going to be a nothing? really exciting weekend. I mean, the AFC is going to be very exciting, <laughs> and I think Saturday in particular, you're going to have two games where either team, any of those four teams, can win. Yeah, look, the home teams are favored for a reason, but anybody can win. I think it's going to be fascinating to watch out of all plays out. Drink some Casey beer until Thursday. We'll drink it after then too, but we'll tell you drink more on Thursday. So today, tomorrow, drink some Casey beer, tag us on Twitter, and we'll have some fun. Nice. Love it. Matt Connor? Which joke is best for the game? Oh, God. Najee. Wait, what was I going to say? Oh, Christ. Najee but nice? Uh, not not <laughs> or, that one. Not that one. All right. Najee by nature? Is that one? <laughs> Najee by nature. I thought you were gonna Nikki end this Minaji? podcast by saying by saying I'm ass again and just like leaving it at, at that. Um, no, but that I had to pee for like 30 minutes. Well that that's your problem. <laughs> um uh, by the way, thanks to Fresh 305 for the super chat. I want to appreciate you guys. The work, the effort that you put into this podcast, I can see it's being really big in the future. Well, listen, any success we all have is due to you all watching and listening and subscribing and paying attention. So we sincerely appreciate it. And Evan Werner, can you get Casey beer sent to PA? All right. <laughs> uh, well, you know, they're not allowed to send across state lines. Um, so, you know, I, mine was, I, I, I drove to Missouri and I picked up all of the beer for us uh, here. And uh, I'm distributing to, uh, to Verderam and to, I'm driving to Verderam's tomorrow. And I'm driving to, 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 to Matt Connors uh, in, in Indiana. Um as well, uh, just to just to drop that beer off. Um, KC beer is great, though. You got to get to KC. Maybe you can go for the playoff game uh, if you're, you know, if the Chiefs make the divisional round. Um, but I will say, and thanks for the super chat. Because of you all, you've been absolutely incredible. And I think this podcast will be bigger in the future. But I will tell you right now, in the last thirty days, 
because of you all, we've had 100,000 downloads or streams. 100,000. Um, that's just awesome. You guys are absolutely incredible. Um, and uh, don't worry, Cheeto Freak. I'll be back next week for the divisional round. I'm going to be at Arrowhead. So Wait, maybe, you didn't even uh, say hi to me, say- Patrick. This is bullshit. What? That's right. Well, get him. You know that that he didn't that, ask me to go to the that, game. Wait, you didn't even text that, me. That, Patrick, I live here. Nothing. Like I, this is where. Look at the sign. It says Kansas City behind me. Patrick, yeah, yeah. that that bag of dog crap that was left on your porch. That was me saying hello. That could have been any one of my neighbors. <laughs> I didn't even hear about. Oh. it. I heard nothing about this. I, you know, nothing, nothing. Just all of a sudden, oh, yeah, but I'm going to Kansas City next week. Like, okay, that's nice. The, 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 the division, the tickets came. I just had to, I had to, I had to pull oh, the they trick. came across I, your desk was what you were about to say. Came across, you? They, they came they across, across your they desk. Came across my desk. I bought them. I bought them. I got two. I got it. So anyway. And you're not um, even taking me. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah. Well, you know, I have a missus. So there's some things to consider. You're a selfish um, son of a bitch. I'm not mad. I'm just <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> I, I got y'all i got y'all free beer um so so there's that right um i'm big ben waddling his I'm way thankful. into the playoffs i appreciate i appreciate he's just saying <laughs> that if he doesn't get off the stream in about 30 seconds he's gonna piss himself <laughs> as my <laughs> stream uh, yeah, that's right. yeah that's right you're, you're the one with the bladder control issues <laughs> to our producer Richard, we're going to need to get uh, a toilet emoji in the uh, in the uh, Discord and the members only yeah, Discord. Sorry, so listen, um, <laughs> appreciate you guys. You're all the best. You know the drill. This is a podcast, so head on over to Apple iTunes. We're, we've been actually slacking on the reviews a little bit. So if you if you haven't had a chance to leave a review recently, um, we'll probably do a mailbag episode or something maybe midweek next week after the playoffs. So head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave us that five star review, leave us a written review. We'll answer it here on the podcast. Um, hit the subscribe button on YouTube if you're not subscribed already. We appreciate it. And again, if you want to look into the membership option, we're going to keep expanding that, expanding the benefits. We're actually uh, uh, for the members who are here watching right now. Uh, we're probably going to have a happy hour sometime soon um, for for the folks that are, are members of the Airhead Attic Podcast. So basically, we'll do a Zoom. We'll get some KC beer, and we'll all shoot the shit and talk cheese for an hour. So all kinds of cool stuff like that. If you're interested, check that option out. Um, couldn't tell you guys how much we appreciate you. You are the best. And again, if you really want to support this podcast and help us out, the best thing that you could do, tag at KC Beer Co. on Twitter. Let them know that you uh, want to check out the beer, that you heard about it on this podcast, and that you appreciate them uh, supporting this show so that we can keep bringing you this awesome content. They're the best. I'm serious. Really great people over there. Um, and uh, I can't wait to, to knock a couple back the next time I'm in Kansas City. All right. For Sterling Holmes, for Matt Verderam, for Matt Connor and his bladder, I am Patrick Allen. We will see you. We'll be back here at 5 o'clock on Thursday night to preview Chiefs versus Steelers. Until then, go Chiefs! This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. 
And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.